Recorded live. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Uh, Lou Lombardi here, a.k.a. Ludini, and you are with yet another wonderful, fantastic edition of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, today we have uh, a great uh, musician, singer, songwriter, a band leader, multi-instrumentalist, um, uh, Paul Mattarelli on the line here with us. And we're going to be talking about his uh, latest project uh, and his uh, band, uh, Lush Camp. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Great band uh, from the uh, Brooklyn area. So you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, before, before we get into all that, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, and online community magazine. You can listen to and watch and download, receive emails with the best audio and video created by members of the community. There's a great place to get all kind of amazing articles and coupons, and you can find different kinds of businesses. Uh, lots of great content being produced and uploaded there every single day. Uh, you can even have your own magazine page there. You can publish your own articles, upload your own uh, audio and video, a podcast per se, like this one if you if you so desire. Um, it's a great place to be seen and heard by about 1 million unique visitors every month. So you definitely want to check that out. If you've got something to promote, it might be something to consider. Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Uh, two interviews every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and a music podcast every Saturday with my lovely and talented and amazing co-host, Miss Katie Simone. So you definitely want to check that out, check back, check often. Uh, go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. And if you just don't want to be bothered with checking the website all the time, simply sign up for our mailing list, and uh, you'll be notified uh, every week as to the happenings and the comings and goings, and you'll know uh, exactly what uh, you have the po- podcast sent directly to you. All you got to do is click a button and listen. We make it easy for you. <laughs> okay. Let's make it easy. I got this great... Uh, uh, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, band leader, Paul uh, Mattarelli on the line with me today. Uh, uh, the the band that, that uh, he's fronting is L- uh, Lush Camp, and uh, it's a New York indie rock uh, outfit. They uh, mix this kind of like, a, like an alternative rock music that captures the bittersweet flow of memories. Each tune ignites the senses with catchy guitar hooks, powerful vocal melodies, and heartfelt lyrics that uh, time travel. Through this, uh, through through our guest here today, uh, Mr. Paul Mattarelli, singer, guitarist, and songwriter. Uh, this is these, these songs are drawn from his uh, personal experiences, and uh, the tales uh, told by the group songs are honest and relatable. Uh, and it's, there's, they have a they have a great uh, lush sound, and I think that is where they got the name Lush Lush Camp. Uh, Paul, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Thanks so much for having me, Lou. And by the way, I love the name of your podcast, The Rock and Roll Circus. That's that's outstanding. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> cool. So, so Paul, let's talk a little bit about. Let's give everybody at home like a, a sort of uh, background here on you. Um, you grew up uh, in uh, with a lot of musicians, or you you come from a musical family, right? I do. Yeah. Um, both both my grandparents. Um, you know, played and taught uh, music. And uh, my mother is 
was you know played in the uh, in the church uh, the organ and and also taught uh, choir throughout her entire career so uh yeah you could definitely say i came from a lot of uh, musicians within the family um so what are your uh, some of your first memories of like pop or rock music what kind of got you what artists or what bands kind of initially lit your fire you know i'd have to say it's it's either Van Halen or Bon Jovi. It was, you know, right around that time when, um, you know, both those bands were just coming out with hit after hit. And, uh, you know, I have a, an older family friend, uh, maybe he was a few years older than me, that he was already, you know, playing guitar. I was probably eight. He was probably about 15 or 16. And he's the one who really introduced me to so much, you know, great music that I still listen to, you know, regularly to this day. Wow. Um, so, but you didn't start playing right. When when did you start? When did you start picking up the guitar? And it was the guitar, right? It was the first thing you did. Yeah, you know, I I I definitely played a lot of instruments growing up. Um, okay. You know, I took piano lessons directly from my grandmother. I took uh, drum lessons uh, when I was in junior high. And uh, guitar lessons inter- intermittently through that, that period when I was kind of still an adolescent. And, you know, it, the thing is when you're a kid, you're not really determined or driven. It's kind of just it's something you have to do <laughs> instead of something yeah. you might want to do. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they kind of came in and went out, uh, you know, throughout my, my youth. But around, I'd say, 19 or 20, I was in college and I had, you know, guitar you know just sitting there collecting dust in my in my uh, home when I came back from college one semester and it was just it was something I had to get back into it was just you know the the actual deep sea that was inside of me actually started to kind of uh, germinate and was ready to kind of come out so that's when I started like relearning the chords I had learned uh, you know years years previous and and really just kind of getting back to the basics and um, you know it starts by, you know, just, just playing three chords and, and, you know, recreating great, great songs that you, that everybody loves. And, you know, from there, uh, it, it starts building on its own. You know, you start really kind of getting into the groove and, and, you know, start playing with your own kind of chord changes and, and ideas in your head. And that's when, you know, you start making, making some music of your own. Um, were you, um, uh, I mean, other than being forced to take music lessons as a kid, um, were you, were you were you kind of a creative kind of kid? Did, did, was that sort of something that like did you like like the arts and and, and did, were you that kind of kid or were you or were you or you were you like more like a jock? No, no, definitely. I was definitely more uh, into the arts. Um, I, I did you know sports and activities like that, um, but. But really, you know, early on, you know, I, I actually was uh, in a in an art class, like after school and things like that, where we would paint and create things. I won some some competitions for just uh, you know drawing. Um, you know, every year the credit union, I think, in the neighborhood would have um, you know kids just submit their art, and they would be like little small cash prizes. And I remember winning and placing in those events uh, early on, so that was always pretty cool. But but yeah, you know, creating has always been, um, you know, something I always come to. So, 
you know, it wasn't totally forced. I, you know, I definitely wanted to play the drums and, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to play guitar. I guess it was just a drive to, to practice when I was very yeah. young. That was the, the, yeah, yeah. the thing that kind of uh, was the disconnect there. Um, so you, 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 you've picked the guitar back up, you're noodling around, you're coming up with ideas. When did you say, oh no, I'm, I'm writing songs now. Like I want to do something. I want to, you know, you're going from just picking it up and kind of becoming interested to like, you know, now you're like, you really want to do something like, did you want to start a band right away? I, I, I think what, I think I read in your bio, you have actually a, a, your own solo record first. And I want to compare and contrast that, but what was the like, sort of like the first thing you, that you did? Yeah, after you so got back into it. It, it, it all happened pretty quickly, actually. Um, so I would say, like, around 1920, I think I graduated at around 21 or 22 years old. So, you know, within that, that short window of just kind of playing, uh, you know, constantly, that, that really just evolved to, like, uh, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, as would had it, I had a friend that, that was in New York at the time, and he had... Uh, uh, some connections with Epic Records. So uh, I was like, that's it. I'm like, I'm in New York. And, you know, yeah. wasn't much thought really put into it. Just like, yep, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be playing music and, you know, hopefully getting an internship at Epic Records. Um, so I came out and I, I did get the internship. It was actually pretty funny because I was off the books, um, so to speak, within Sony. So every day I had to have, like, somebody come bring me a pass down to, like, bring me upstairs to, like, just, you know, put CDs in the mail and do all kinds of you know, <laughs> those intern related tasks. But, you know, that kind of experience is great. You see like how the massive, um, you know, machine works and, you know, you just, you know, one day you're in the office, you know, answering phones and next day, like, you know, a guy from corn is, is, is calling you up being like, Hey, can I get tickets to the VMAs? So yeah, it actually all kind of happened really quickly. Um, but you know, I never really did put together the full full live stage band. Um, what I did was um, I basically waited tables and you know built up enough money that I could uh, you know put together a demo. And then you know just my nature. Once you're in there and you're you know you're creating a sound, it's like no no demo's not enough. We got to make this a full flushed out you know you know piece. And you know the first. Uh, EP we did back then was uh, is only three songs, but you know it's it's a range of uh, you know, sound on there. So, so yeah. So so you sat so 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 this EP so your so your solo EP your first record is this demo that evolved into a record uh, like a uh, 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 you know something more professional. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and who did you, who, now, who did you work who did you work with on that? Yeah, that that's actually what led me to meet uh Aaron Westwood, who's actually the producer and uh, you know, co composer of this this whole record that we made with Lush Camp. Um and you know, it was it was, you know, the back of a newspaper. He had he had Nat out, uh, you know, you know, sing songwriters would get in the studio and you know, I called him up and, and that's that's where uh, you know, the relationship started about fifteen years ago. So And did he has he produced your did he produce your current record as well? Yeah, that's right. Now, now tell us a little bit about your songwriting process these days. Are you uh, are you collaborating, or are you pretty much you, you come into the studio with this is what I want, I have it together. Right. No, it's it's absolutely a collaboration. So you know, basically how how our dynamic works is, I um, 
you know, I pick up a guitar and I, you know, you know technology has actually advanced uh, considerably in the last, you know, <laughs> 15 years since we first met each other. So I am able to actually put together, you know, this kind of drum beat sounds and like baseline ideas and, and you know, general uh, guitar effects and, and, you know, the chords and put it all together in kind of like a... Um, uh, garage band type file and and kind of just really have the ideas that I want but I, that I know don't sound the way I want them to and then we mm-hmm. bring it into the studio and then from there you know then it becomes a collaboration because you know my ideas will will be you know kind of the 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 blueprint of the the idea and then he'll just you know he comes with so much uh talent and and ideas for every song that I never even thought of so a lot you know when when the final product comes out uh it's absolutely uh you know a collaboration of ideas that just you know in my opinion work so perfectly we have we have a really great relationship uh you know working together and and you know being friends as well on the side hanging out um being a multi instrumentalist did you play play all the instruments on this or is it, or are there some other Musicians who worked with you on it, other than Aaron. Uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, me and Aaron on on the on the record. Um, uh, there's one a female vocalist, and I can't place her name at the moment. That helped out with some some uh, vocals, but uh, in regards to all the instruments, it's me and him, um, you know, playing everything. And you know, just like just to just to clarify, even if I came up with a drum beat via one way, uh, he still would you know come in and like you know add different uh, you know his effect and do his magic that, you know, producers do as the making, yeah. you know, certain reverbs and certain, you know, you know, where you're hearing the sound come from in the headphones and things like that. He, you know, I can't say enough about it. He, he's, he's absolutely a brilliant musician. Well, um, we're going to come back and talk because I want to talk about this sound that you, you, you have this amazing, you guys got this like amazing sort of wall of sound. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of where those influences and everything came from, but, but let's go ahead and, play the song the single that you have out at this at the, at the moment love you more and oh, um, we'll, we'll come back and, and talk about more about the record and about the song uh hey guys you're listening to uh ludini the ludini rock and roll circus uh with uh my uh, guest today uh, paul Mattarelli. his project is lush camp and this is the latest single love you more uh lush camp on the ludini rock and roll circus okay and love you more now, you have a great line, Paul. In the first <laughs> the opening line, sex on a guitar string. Yeah. Is that am I hearing that right? Yeah, that that's correct. What is sex <laughs> what is sex on a guitar string? I mean the kids at home are dying to know. Oh, you know, that that, that line is really inspired by um you know, the way that um you know, certain certain songs and certain you know, for me I, I obviously kinda draw more towards guitar like when you hear certain songs where just the guitar's opening line or even just like a lead a lead in the middle of a song, um, you know, it's it's just incredible. Just an amazing thing and it's, you know, as close as um uh you know, you get to some of one of the one of our more basic pleasures is sex is just, you know, the sex on the guitar scene, just that, that sound and that, that thing that just kinda touches you inside. Right, right. It moves you. Um, yeah. What? Tell us. Okay. So you guys have got this amazing sort of wall of sound. I mean, like, um, this, the, the, you know, the key, the the guitars at times almost are functioning like keyboards in place. I mean, there's some really, I mean, it's really amazing sound. Huge sound. Talk a little bit about 
that your influ your influences with that and kind of what you guys were kind of going for. I know you have some bands that you that are sort of near and dear to your heart and um you were uh, really influenced by. Sure, absolutely. Um that that's 100% right. I mean, that wall of sound and that kind of just uh, you know, so many things happening at once that kind of just, just so many things uh is is definitely what we are going for. Um you know, typically, you know, when we go in and, you know, we start discussing a project like that, we, we, and we did have, I did have this particular song, you know, kind of in its own way when I went in to meet uh, with Aaron and we, we discussed it. So, um, you know, he, he kind of just, like, listens and listens to what I'm saying and what I'm doing, and, and he's like, okay, I, I, I understand what you're doing. We're going to we're gonna make it big in this, and I'm like, yes, yes, you know, I, you know, I, and trying to talk like a mile a minute when I'm excited about things like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he, he really got the kind of, you know, what I, what I was really hoping to achieve. And, you know, that's why I'm really proud of what we're putting out there. Um, you know, to speak to influencers, there's, there's a bunch and, you know, if there's anything specific, you know, you want, you were curious about, I, I'd, I'd be happy to do it or just kind of list all kinds of uh, things. Well, right I mean, I, I was just reading in the notes that, um, you were you have some uh, local some Brooklyn acts that you really kind of like the National and Longwave. You want to talk a little bit about those guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, National has been just my favorite band for for years now, um, and uh, you know I can remember seeing them off right when kind of Alligator uh, came out, and like I was able to you know, catch them at Webster Hall for like 20 bucks and just be like right up in front of the stage. And, uh, you know, now they're just such a, you know, massive act. But I attribute so much of of my influence on this record to them. It, it's um, it, it's it's really hard to just to give that much credit. It's, it's um, <laughs> you know, th- yeah. if there was ever one leading standout influence on this record, it would be them. I mean, you know, I just... Everything they do seems to be just just perfect, and you know that that's why we we try not to be too uh, you know leaning on the influences because uh, I'll just I feel like I'll come up short, you know. <laughs> and tell us about Longwave. I mean, uh, these guys, you guys. I mean, uh, uh, your publicist obviously you know realized the importance of them to put them in your in your notes here. So uh, so obviously there's an important band that's an important band to you. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, again, it ties back to National. I, cause I, you know, whenever I'm really, you know, when a band catches my attention the way that National did, um, I, I immediately just start, you know, research mode. I'm curious about every little detail. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, you know, for every article I read, they just attributed, like, their sound to Longwave, so that I just dived into that band, too, and just found so many cool nuances that I was just like, oh, yes, this is, Exactly. This is what like I want my music to sound like. So it was, you know, that's how uh, they got tied in. It was actually, you know, odd that they are influences on the band as an influence on me, and then they became an influence on me the, the more I kind of got into to their sound. So, you know, full circle. <laughs> right, right. And I think that the so so is the the title Lush Camp is that a reference then to the to the overall vibe and sound of the music? It sure sounds like it to me. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've always wanted, you know, I, and when you talk about band music, it's, it's such an interesting thing when you're trying to pick one. It's like, you know, with a song, it's like it can come and go. If, you know, you know, people like it, it sticks around and, you know, people talk about it. But the name, man, that, that, that's like one decision you have to make that's going to literally be on, you know, everything you do forward. So uh, it was an interesting process of, of picking the name, but I, I really love the, the adjective lush um, mm-hmm. for, for so many reasons. Lush sound, lush greenery, lush, uh, lush is like compared to like sexual attractiveness and all kinds of, and being, you know, a person who drinks too much and like all these things. And I thought what a perfect, you know, kind of thing to attach to as <laughs> like, you know, a rock and roll act. I, I, I just thought it clicked uh, so perfectly. Um, and and the other cool story that about that is I I was on a plane I think I was coming back from Grand Cayman um uh, about a you know a year and a half two years ago when we were still working on this record and I you know was drinking too many cocktails on the plane but I was like I gotta come up with a name so I literally wrote out a list the entire flight every every name that came into my head that would be a cool band name just came into my head and now lunch camp I had in my head uh, probably. I don't know, a couple of years before this even, but I put it on the list. And when I got back to New York, I, I you know, got back in the studio there and I showed him this list of like 50 different names for, for a band. And out of like 50 names, he picks the one that I was always kind of, you know, attached to. Out of out of just a list of 50, I'm like, well, shit, that, that's it. <laughs> we got the name. Confirmation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And, and so, so the record is, um, when is the record going to be, or, or is it? Is the record completely released now? The record is out tomorrow. I'm gonna actually put it um, out. I, I'm not exactly sure because I did this through CD Baby, so I'm not sure if um, uh, you know there's a specific time for CD Baby, but the Bandcamp um, you know version of the whole record is gonna be out at midnight tonight. I'm I'm gonna make sure that oh, like sweet. with Bandcamp, you're actually you're the one that pulled the trigger, so. Yeah, midnight tonight. I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that, so uh, it'll uh, it'll definitely uh, be available as of tomorrow. Um. So, are you? Uh, w- what are you doing? Are you gonna Are you gonna tour with this? Are you playing out? I see here that uh, you like you have an affinity for some of the historic uh, venues in New York. Um, tell us a little bit about this sort of uh, uh, Lush Camp Live experience. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's an interesting thing because I really like that's the next step. I want to I want to get this uh and start playing live. Uh the the caveat to that is, you know, it's two guys and we we don't have a fully fleshed out band. We're doing all the stuff in the studio. So the next stage now is for for me and and Aaron to really kind of come up with a, a you know, a band that's, you know, kind of in it to uh you know, that is, that is with the sound, believes the direction, and, and you know, start playing some live gigs in New York, and then uh, you know from there take it, take a show on the road. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it started off as a studio project, so you know there's not a not a firm deadline on on how soon that's going to be. But uh, you know mm-hmm. that's you know I put a lot into you know kind of getting uh, all this uh, out. I had no idea the the amount of uh, work that goes into you know releasing a, a CD. I did a little bit, but you know, the more you kind of work on it, the, you, there's there's more things like, oh, we got to do this, this, and this now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so a lot of my time and attention's been on that. So now that uh, tomorrow's officially the the release date, I can you know, um, 
you know, really started focusing on the next uh, steps of, of getting out there and in front of people. Because I, I really missed it. I used to do the, the live uh, solo acts uh, in the village, you know, just me and a guitar. And, and as much as I love that, I really feel like it would be a bit of an injustice because there's so many cool textures on this in this record that I would like, love to convey uh, live the, the best we can. Um, so how can everybody... Uh, stay uh, abreast of what you have going on. Why don't you go ahead and like give out your uh, website and links and how people can sure. follow what you're doing? Absolutely. So um, the the website's lushcampmusic.com, um, and you know in regards to Facebook, it's it's you know forward slash lushcamp. Instagram is you know at lushcamp. The Twitter is at lushcamp. So. Um, you know, fortunately, apart from the, the URL of the title, I was uh, very fortunate to get, um, you know, Lush Camp across the board. Um, but, for, yeah, for the, the website URL, it's LushCampMusic.com. LushCampMusic.com. Kids, that's L-U-S-H-C-A-M-P-M-U-S-I-C.com. So in case you guys didn't get that, definitely want to check that out. You guys, so you go there. I was I was looking at your website. Um yeah, uh, you can. If you guys go to the website, you'll see that uh, there's an offer there to get that so you can immediately download one song, and then you can sort of sample some of the other stuff and get on the get on um, uh, Paul's mailing list. It's definitely something you guys want to check out. Um, is there any before we wrap up here, Paul? Is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, close close out today's podcast? I uh, just want to say a big thank you to you, to you Lou. Um, you know, really appreciate you having me on here. And, uh, yeah, again, you know, for, for everybody who uh, who likes this sound, it's uh, LushCampMusic.com. Please, uh, you know, shoot me an email. It's uh, LushCamp at gmail.com. I, I, I try to enter absolutely everybody. So, uh, you know, I love staying in touch with, uh, you know, fans and, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, build a, build a good group of people to, uh, you know, enjoy good music. <laughs> Excellent, great, great to hear. Um, hey, uh, Paul, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, buddy, because we're going to wrap up, then we're going to come back, and I've, I got a bonus question for you. You got a few minutes? Absolutely, Lou. All right, buddy. Hey, uh, every, hey, kids, you've been listening to my talk here with uh, with Paul Mattarelli of Lush Camp. That's his latest project. Uh, it drops. You heard him. It's dropping at midnight. Um, <laughs> so you definitely want to go. Just go to Lush Camp. Uh, music.com and you can get all the information there. The whole record is really, really good. You're really going to like it. This is some something that was done with a lot of care. It is definitely nothing like a demo or anything half-assed. This is this is a very serious uh, record and you guys are really going to like it. Great rock and roll. Speaking of great rock and roll, if you believe in this kind of music, and I know you do or else you wouldn't be listening, um, if you, and you really want to support it, you want to get down and dirty, you want to get in the trenches with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus and help us pull off some of these crazy ideas we have to help promote bands like Lush Camp uh, on an even more uh, uh, meaningful, in a more meaningful way, uh, go to supportindierock.com. That is supportindierock.com, and you can become a partner with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and there's a lot of great perks there. Uh, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. And you want to go there and you can sign up for our mailing list or you can just check back and check out all the great past podcasts we've done. Uh, lots of interviews, lots of music podcasts. Uh, you definitely want to check that out. One more shout out to my sponsor, Positively 
Pittsburgh Live magazine. That is pplmag.com. Uh, we love those guys. They've uh, done a lot to support uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and we really appreciate them. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. One more time, that is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Guys, check it out, and we will catch you on the next podcast. You got a, you got a dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, as soon as I ended, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah, the the doorbell rang and she That's she went cool. running. That's cool. You you got a minute, or you need to get go to the door? No, no, no. It's, it's somebody else's doorbell, but unfortunately, we she can hear all the ones on the uh, floor. There's only three, okay. but she she definitely hears everything. <laughs> what kind of dog? What kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's a Boston Terrier. Oh, they, I love those. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, uh, so um. So I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Um, well, one main, main thing I wanted you to ask you about is I understand that in addition to being an amazing musician, that you're also an author. Can you tell yeah. us a little? Yeah, tell us about All Roads Lead West. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, for, because uh, you know, music careers are, are, are so um, <laughs> sporadic. I, I did have to eventually get myself a uh, corporate job, and that job ended up being at a media agency, um, you know, to handle these massive clients for TV and things like that. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it, and it's interesting because I've never seen or heard anyone kind of have an inside look at this particular world um, that I was in. And it was just, it was bizarre. You know, there's lots of parties, there's lots of uh, drinking and, and sex and kind of crazy stuff all happening. And, and like, no one really ever, you know, talks about it or hears about it. And it was, it was just kind of like the fer- perfect um, the perfect recipe for like a great novel. Like I always really enjoyed, you know, reading people like Augustine Burroughs and, um, you know, um, Hunter S. Thompson, things like that. Just kind of mm-hmm. the, the edgier uh, type of writing. And I've always, you know, wanted to write a novel myself. You know, being, being a songwriter, it's it just, it, you know, something that's like an interesting, you know, mountain to climb. You know, you're not, you don't know if you'll be any good. You'd do this, that, and the other. But, um, you know, I've, I always kind of felt I really wanted to uh, to write, and I just kind of came up with this story um, about a guy in in you know the corporate world that he's not satisfied, he's not you know you know happy with his place. Like he did everything, like kind of you know the traditional um, you know wisdom would tell you to do. You know, go to college, get a job. You know, go go be somebody. But he still had this kind of uh, disdain for the whole the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, I just started writing it and, and you know, and, and the process took only about nine months. I really kind of threw myself wow. into the creative endeavor. <laughs> yeah. people, like, especially first novel, it was like, like years and years and years and years. Yeah, nine months. It, it really kind of just, it happened very quickly um, because I just, you know, you just start living through each of the, the characters. But the, the, the character is very primarily... Um, the storyteller, the the main character, so it's kind of just, you know, channeling his his aggressions and thoughts and you know all these sexual desires and things like that. That you know it was kind of like I always said to people who you know, especially like your you know, your mom and your you know family that like will read such an edgy novel like that and they'll be like, okay, so where does this come from? <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, well, you know, it's you know I read a lot, so it's kind of a book. You know, I I write the kind of book I'd want to read, and you know, okay. I just have to assume there's going to be other people out there that that would kind of relate to that. So, 
that's that's kind of like you know where it started, and it just became uh, you know something that I was really you know proud of at the end of it, and then you know I got some pretty good feedback um, throughout uh, my industry. It's interesting because um, the uh, one of the characters in the book, and it's a fictional book, but you know a lot of people who know me and have you know lived with me through those eras, uh, that era, could, could definitely attest to maybe some some truths <laughs> inside of the writing. So. Um, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, he was at the Super Bowl, uh, in a, you know, private box suite because that's the awesome, uh, stuff you get when you're in this particular industry. And it was with, uh, one of my old bosses who may or may not be one of the characters in the story. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're sitting there watching the Super Bowl and they ended up talking about my novel for like a good 45 minutes. So that's, oh, that was wow. a good, um, you know to me i guess i don't know i don't know if she was happy about it or not <laughs> cool nice well hey paul it's been really great talking to you man um i'm going to stop the recording because well actually there's something before i need you to do before that i would like if you wouldn't mind could you give me a tag could you say uh this is uh paul Matarelli, and you are listening to the ludini rock and roll circus can you do that absolutely okay and you, if you want to say this is paul Matarelli of lush camp if you want to, you can put that if you like, however you want to do it. Uh, but you just want to say, listen, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, okay? Sure. I will, I will count you in. Okay. In, in five, four, three. This is Paul Matarelli of Lush Camp, and you're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Oh, excellent. Um, now I'm going to turn the recording off because I, wa- I need to get, I want to send you a CD of this um so you can have it and so i don't want to eat your physical address and i don't want to record that just just for safety reasons sure. <laughs> just a second here 